Welcome to Canada's National Bible Hour. This is Brian Albrecht, your host. Today our text is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 54 and following. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord has given us the victory over death. The Bible tells us that at the moment of death, He is there. Psalm 23 says that. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. What great truths these are for believers in Jesus Christ. In the presence of Jesus the Nazarene, wondered how he could love me, a sinner condemned, unclean. Oh, how marvelous and how wonderful, and my song shall. sorrows and he made them his very own he bore the burden to Calvary and suffered and died alone oh how marvelous and how wonderful and my song shall This is July's Moments and Missions, as we continue our message about Christian education in Sierra Leone, West Africa, and continue the story of changed lives. Currently, our Mission Go High Schools in Sierra Leone have 600 students graduating per year. If we capture only 10% into evangelism and pastoral training, it will allow us to launch 60 new church planners in all Sierra Leonean provinces within the coming years, individuals who already understand the country, tribal languages, and communities. Meet Omar. Omar's family lived in poverty, struggling to make ends meet on a daily basis. Despite the odds stacked against him, Omar had a strong desire to attain an education so that he could help his family and improve their situation. Despite the challenges, Omar spent hours studying by candlelight, as his family could not afford electricity. He walked for miles every day to get to the nearest school, where he often struggled to keep up with his classmates. 
Despite this, he persevered, and his hard work and determination paid off. With the help of Mission Go, Omar was able to continue his education and eventually graduated from high school. In his senior year Omar accepted Christ. His solid Christian education allowed him to begin to study the Bible in a deeper way beyond just the stories he had been told. He was then offered a scholarship to attend higher education, where he continued to excel academically. After completing his studies, Omar returned to his community and worked tirelessly to improve the lives of those around him. He started an outreach ministry, connecting young believers in the community. Now he and his friends travel by motorbike to remote villages, sharing the gospel he learned from the American missionaries at Mission Go. Omar is leading people to Christ and planting many small churches in remote villages along the roadside. This young man refused to give up on his dreams. Omar's story is a testament to a life changed by the gospel, along with proper Christian education, and the resilience of the human spirit. Although he faced incredible adversity, by God's grace, he overcame his circumstances with a bright future ahead of him. Young people like Omar are just an example of how you can make a difference in people's lives so far away. Please continue to pray with us about this next generation. One of the most well-known verses is Proverbs 22:6, which says, Train up a child in the ways he should go, and when he is old he will not depart from it. This verse emphasizes the importance of guiding children and teaching them moral values and principles from a young age, with the understanding that this will have a lasting impact on their lives. For more information on Mission Go Ministries, visit www.missiongo.org. Also learn about short-term and career opportunities. Thank you so much for listening to Canada's National Bible Hour. As you are aware, this is a listener-supported program, and of course, we cannot continue to be on the air without your prayers and your support. This month, we're offering a a pamphlet by Dr. Fred Hartman uh, entitled, For My Namesake. God makes an unconditional covenant with Abraham. He makes promises to the children of Israel that he would be their people, that, that his descendants would be blessed forever. And so that prophecy is still in effect today because it was unconditional. God, God ratified that covenant without man or Abraham or anyone else agreeing to it that the descendants of Abraham would be blessed. And you can see that throughout the years. Uh, when the nation sinned, of course, then they came under God's discipline, just like when we sin, we come under God's discipline. But he never rejected totally the nation Israel. Even in today, we have the nation coming back to Israel. They have their own land again. Uh, Jews from all over the world are gathering there, and we see the end-time prophecies of becoming a real thing. And so all the prophecies up at this point have, have pretty much been fulfilled as the Jews come back into the land. And the greatest promise that's in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37, is the fact that one day that all the Jews will be saved. And that'll be a great thing right at the end of the world when God destroys everything. And so these things are in process, but it also has a a personal application for you and for, for me. God makes promises to us in his word. And those promises are true. And if we continue to live by those promises that God will continue to work in our lives and draw us close to ourselves as we live holy lives. One of the promises he makes, he'll never leave us or forsake us. The other promise is that he will help us to grow in grace as we study the Word of God. And um, other promises are that uh, we will see fruit for our labor as we're faithful to him. There are all sorts of things that God has given to us, and we need to claim those promises and live by them. And this pamphlet will draw you closer to God, and it will help you to live the Christian life. 
You can get your copy of this pamphlet. It's called For My Name's Sake through writing to Canada's National Bible Hour, Box 1210, St. Catharines, Ontario, L2R7A7, or in the United States at Box 2010, Buffalo, New York, 14231. Today's message is from Reverend George Francisco and is on the topic of faith. Printed copies are available upon request. Today I would like to look at some aspects of faith from the Holy Scriptures. We know faith is important for God's Word says we can only be saved through faith. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We also know that Scripture says without faith it's impossible to please God. So we need to learn to live by faith, to walk by faith, to pray in faith, to grow in faith, and so forth. Jesus said to his disciples, have faith in God, Mark 11:22. So faith is essential in the Christian life. Faith, simply put, is believing and trusting God through his word. 
In the Bible, God has revealed himself, his character, his laws for our instruction. So let us turn to the scriptures then to learn a little about this subject. I'd like to turn to Hebrews chapter 11. This is often called the faith chapter, and there's much teaching about faith in it. Let us begin reading at verse 1, Hebrews 11. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. Verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Then the chapter goes on to name the great people of faith who did exceptional things for God, such as Noah and Abraham or Moses. And then later in the chapter, it speaks of those who remain committed to God in spite of deep adversity. There's much to look at here, but I'd like to turn to the opening verses uh, briefly to set the stage for our study today. First, we see faith described. Verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. These two words are significant, substance and evidence. The Greek scholar Vincent says that the word translated substance has the meaning of title deeds. Now, when we own a home, the title deed, it brings us confidence and assurance. For no one can then say, well, you don't belong here or you cannot live here. The title deed is a proof of ownership. Faith is our title deed, which guarantees us all the future blessings that God has promised. Then it says, faith is evidence of things not seen. That is, the proof, conviction, or the certainty of things not seen. So faith is not some warm, tingly, fuzzy feeling, but it's something of, of substance and evidence by which the unseen things of God become real and important to us. The second verse shows faith experienced, for it says, by it, that is faith, the elders obtained a good report. So a life of faith is not impossible, for the great elders or the great men of Israel's past history all experienced it. They lived lives of faith. So can we. Which brings us to verse 3. Through faith we understand. It's now our turn. God provides faith. Others have experienced it. Now the writer says we. We need to exercise it. Why? Because through faith we gain understanding or knowledge. Verse 3 says, through faith we understand. True understanding or knowledge then comes by faith in God's word. First we see that understanding comes concerning creation, for verse 3 says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. What is the truth concerning the origins of the universe? Well, God spoke and they came into being. For Genesis chapter 1 and verse 3 says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. 
verse 6, and God said, let there be a firmament, verse 9, and God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together, and let the dry land appear, and it was so, verse 14, and God said, let there be, uh, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature, and it was so, verse 24, and God said, let the earth bring forth cattle, creeping thing, and beast after his kind, and it was so. Verse 26, and God said us, let us make man, verse 27, so God created man in his own image. Friends, the true origin of life, the world, and the universe is the powerful creative word of the eternal God. God spoke, and it was done. Faith says, I will believe what God has said concerning creation. But God's word reveals the truth about many more things. Some of them are perplexing questions that face mankind. Why cannot man live in peace? Why is there such wickedness in the world? Is there anything that, or I should say, if there is anything that we don't need to be convinced of, surely it's the wickedness of man. For every day, the newspapers, radio, and TV are filled with accounts of murder, robbery, adultery, or violence in one way or another of man to man. Why is this? God's word says, Romans 5 and 12, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so then death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. This account, or the account of Adam and Eve in the garden then, is the true account of man's fall and the subsequent passage of a sinful nature onto all mankind. God's word warns us clearly, the soul that sinneth, it shall die, Ezekiel 18 and 4, or the wages of sin is death, Romans 6.23. The real nature of man and his condition before God is stated clearly in Romans 3 and 10. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Faith says, I will believe God's word, that man has sinned and is separated from God unable to find God or to please God. Happily, Scripture does not end in this dark note, but clearly details God's gracious provision of forgiveness in the Lord Jesus Christ. There is much controversy about Christ today. Who was he? What did he do? Or what didn't he do? Much of this questioning has resulted from the modern book and movie, The Da Vinci Code. These are purportedly based upon some obscure manuscript written after the time of Christ and claiming that Christ did not die on the cross, but that he secretly fled to France with Mary Magdalene and so forth. The question is why anyone would believe some obscure manuscripts that obviously were rejected as legitimate by the traditional church, rather than believe those who were eyewitnesses of the Lord Jesus and who wrote about him at the time. God says the scriptures are his holy word. So let God be true and every man a liar. The holy scriptures of God tell us clearly that Jesus was God's son, that he came in the flesh, that he was born of a virgin, lived a holy life, 
and died on the cross to pay for the sin of all mankind. The apostle Peter, a disciple of Jesus, said, Christ bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, might live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. 1 Peter 2.22 The apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 15, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once. After that he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And last of all he was seen of me also, as one born out of due time. Furthermore, in Acts 1 and 9, it says that Christ, after appearing for forty days to his disciples, Scripture says he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while the disciples looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. It's absurd to say that Christ secretly went to France. God says he ascended up into heaven, and will return one day in like manner as they saw him go. Faith says, I will believe God's word, that Christ came, died for the sins of the world, and by coming to Christ I can be forgiven, cleansed, and made a child of God's eternal family. Acts 16.31 says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Friends, I would urge you not to follow the foolish fables of men, but to open your heart to the living Christ today, and believe to the saving of your soul. Then, too, God's word gives us understanding concerning the eternity to come. Men have questioned man's destiny from the beginning of time. The book of Job, probably the oldest book of the Bible, records the question asked in his day, If a man die, shall he live again? Is this life all there is? Is there an eternal existence ahead? God's word clearly reveals the answer. For those who repent and receive God's Son, there is a blessed eternal life. For Jesus said in John 10, 27, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. The scriptures also say in 1 Thessalonians, the apostle Paul, writing, says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Faith says, I will believe the word of God, and will look joyfully to the coming of Christ, and to all the joys of eternal life with him. The scriptures also reveal the truth of a coming judgment for unbelievers. Scripture says, it is appointed unto men once to die, and after this the judgment, 
Hebrews 9, 27. So death does not end all, even for the unbeliever. Jesus himself warned unbelievers of his day in the parable of the tares in Matthew 13, verse 41. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and uh, all which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. What a terrible time for unbelievers. The scriptures give many solemn warnings to all rejecters of God's Christ. I hope that you will heed them, and it's our prayer today that you will be moved to faith, saving faith, which will bring you to forgiveness, the cleansing from sin, and to eternal rest in the Lord Jesus Christ. Faith is important. Someone has said, faith in God sees the invisible, believes the incredible, and receives the impossible. Brethren, let us then learn to have faith in God. I trust that the message you just heard is a real blessing to you and you can apply maybe some of the biblical truths that you heard today. We also have a great those who tune in who don't have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And you need to receive the Lord Jesus Christ into your life. Exercise faith. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. The Holy Spirit indwells you and uh, changes. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things pass away. 
Behold, all things become new. That's a promise in the Word of God if you will have genuine faith and believe in the Lord Jesus. And I trust that you will make that prayer and ask Him to come into your life today. You can also order your copy for my namesake, the pamphlet by Dr. Fred Hartman, by writing to Canada's National Bible Hour, Box 1210, St. Catharines, Ontario, L2R7A7, or in the United States at Box 2010, Buffalo, New York, 14231. You can also get past messages of Canada's National Bible Hour on our website, which is www.missiongo.org. Also, uh, you can get uh, other messages uh, on our internet radio station, which is 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. And that's at MGO Radio. We're so thankful for your prayers and we're so thankful for your support. And we trust that God will continue to bless you throughout this next week.